1: You're listening to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We've had
2: that conversation, Bach, about ex Huskers coming back to the program. Obviously, we're, we've never been more excited when Scott Frost came back. I mean, yeah. that that he had uh, Frost Alert t-shirts everywhere, and Frost Warning, and that type of thing. It was the best thing ever, right? Since Tom Osborne or Bob Devaney... Uh, this is what's going to get turned around. This is why we're going to win. We got our guy. Uh, but it never seems to leave us, right? Let, let, let's let bring another ex-Husker back to the program. Yes. Like, uh, I think it was Sipple that wrote about potential coaches who could come back. Everybody on that LSU staff is going to be gone when Orgeron's gone at the end of the year. So go get Mickey Joseph, the wide receiver coach, who's known as one of the best recruiters in the country.
3: That would not be bad.
2: Who's the other dude that uh, that's uh, coaching the offensive coordinator there at uh, Jake Pete. Jake Peets, who has Nebraska connections. Uh, you know, every time somebody says the word, get Jason Peter in the program, he'll teach him toughness. <laughs> I don't care if he's ever uh, coached before. It doesn't matter. But are there certain Husker names that would, like if, if Turner Gill came back for a stint, uh, you know, you can find you can find something for him to do.
3: <laughs> yeah, coach the quarterbacks, coach you know, wide receivers. I think they should, yeah, just have Turner Gill. Let's bring back the '90s staff. Put Ron Brown, Turner Gill. Yeah, that's
2: right. <laughs> I, I actually, I'm anxious to see what Ron Brown. I'm actually anxious to see what that
3: that staff can do. Um, I am very excited about Ron Brown being back as a full time yeah. position. Coach. Well, interim full time running backs coach. coach. Uh, I think he also coached
2: some other maybe wide receivers. Under Tom Osborne, throughout his time here, he's coached like tight ends, running backs, and wide receivers. And he was a defensive back in college, I believe. Um, And then you have Frank Verducci, uh, who's coaching the offensive line. You have
3: that's secretly that's Verdusco hanging around.
2: That, that's Verdusco. <laughs> that's, his, that's, his, that's his other name. That, that guy with the his beard uh, looks oddly <laughs> – how'd they keep – they kept Mario Verduzco. They found that he changed his name. Take his glasses off. If we find out that Mario Verduzco legally changed his name so he could become the offensive line coach, that's the best story ever. I,
3: I like that, yeah. yeah.
2: Hopefully that's the case. And then he gets it turned around, and they that, that would be a great comeback story. I would love that. Yeah, but it would make more sense to have Mario Verduzco coach uh, the quarterbacks. And that's being done by Steve Cooper, uh, another analytics guy. They brought all these guys from analytics and said, you're coaching now. Yeah. Uh, and Mike Casano is the wide receiver coach.
3: Where do you stand in as far as like some people are saying, you know, that this is obviously not good. These guys aren't, you know, position coaches. As opposed to, it wasn't working previously. Um, like, is their be- are they giving it their best shot these final few games, or <laughs> you know, or is it, or, or the changes made at least giving them a new voice, or you know, it might be, it might be something it that's better. It might be, for them. but I
2: don't. I mean one of the reasons we're bringing Scott Frost back is because they're close, and even the offense at times has been close. Oh yeah, uh, I don't think you can blame the entire offensive staff or everything. Yes. It's frustrating that you didn't find a running back and Ramir Johnson, I think has become a good running back, but he's certainly not an every down in my mind. Uh, I don't think he's an every down big 10 running back. All He's the time. an all big 10 type of running. No. back. Probably. Um, and that was a failure. So I get the running back position in general has just not been good. And I don't know whose fault it is. I uh, frost might be very r- well, right. That, uh, th- this isn't their fault, but you know, you b- you become victims of something almost bigger than you. Uh, I think this is an every coach problem. Uh, this goes throughout the program. Everybody shares a little blame here, but it was time to make changes because the offensive staff wasn't as good as the defensive staff, and that's why you, you sometimes it's as simple as they need a new voice to listen to. Right, and a lot so of we're it, bringing in a new voice.
3: Yeah, just a lot of it. Though so it's just that it was. It was t- it was it was kind of an acknowledgement that the, the the frost offense overall hasn't worked uh, out enough uh, well enough, right? Because again, there's numbers I can point to that would say it is working, but um, it's it's just kind of an acknowledgement that that didn't work out. So a lot of these guys were just kind of frost guys, right? So it's uh, you know re- regardless of whether they did well enough or whatever, it was just time to get new voices in here with new ideas to yeah. combine with Scott Frost rather than you know, them swapping the same type of ideas that they've already had to coming up together.
2: Uh, Somebody on the text line, 4645685, has the idea of just making it all former quarterbacks. Uh, That would be an idea. You go Joe Gantz, you go Joe Daly, you go Turner Gill, and you could throw in, I don't know, Scott Frost.
3: Yeah, Scott Frost's already there.
2: Yeah, Scott Frost. uh, I told you Bobby Newcomb's coach in high school. How
3: about Zach Taylor?
2: Zach Taylor's pretty good. Zach Taylor could be the fourth guy. I'm sure he'll give up... uh, his five million dollar a year gig to come to Nebraska to be a coordinator. <laughs> that's my
3: number one hope is uh, for offensive coordinators that they uh, pay Lincoln Riley enough to step down as Oklahoma offensive coordinator and <laughs> our our head coach and become the offensive coordinator. That's my number. That's
2: I will not be happy unless it's Lincoln Riley. And, and there is that discussion about uh, who you're going to get and why would any coach worth his salt come for one year? Well, they, most guys that are really good at anything, bet against themselves. That's kind of what Scott Frost did in taking the reduction in the salary uh, and taking a reduction in the buyout. he kind of bet against himself. And a lot of coaches are used to being vagabonds in this business anyway. They move from town to town. Uh, But there's also the thing where, oh, yeah,
3: I could make a million dollars for that one year. Yeah, I'm interested how much money they're going to throw at it. I think that it is it's that important, you know, that this thing gets turned around quickly. That you do go out there and get about as big a name as you can. Of course, a lot of that comes with the money. If you get into that million dollar category, job stability doesn't matter too much if you're in the million dollar category because you know your your next job will probably be there. And if you continue, if you do turn around in Nebraska, you know that's uh, that's a million million in the pocket and millions more on the way. Uh, yeah, I I think. I think some of us might be excited.
2: I, I think there's a chance that we could be excited about the name, and I think there's yeah. also a chance that we've never heard
3: of him. Yes, there's a, that's always a high chance. Uh, but but I would just, rather I've never heard of him than get Joe Daly. I'm sorry, Joe Daly. I just can't forgive you uh, as a quarterback. Yeah, no. Uh, and it wasn't
2: all Joe Daly's fault. A lot of it was Bill Callahan. Well, team.
3: he wasn't even recruited to that offense. I think he was. It would be an okay option, quarterback offense. Uh, but yeah, he, he, I think yeah. he was
2: recruited by Frank Solage, and right. I'm not sure he would have worked well in, even in an option offense. When they tried to run him sometimes, he wasn't good at it. Uh, uh, and they tried throwing it, and he wasn't necessarily But he had great the love.
3: That. He had the love. Remember when Jamal, Lord, like everybody, yeah. every quarterback does, is Jamal Lord is uh, yeah. going to graduate soon. Jamal, yeah. Joe Daly runs out there, and, yeah. hey, this guy could be better this than Jamal Lord. Run. Were you more
2: excited about Kurt Dukes or Joe Daly? Because
3: <laughs> I thought Kurt Dukes was going to be great. Oh, yeah i was still i was a daily guy yeah I,
2: I i man i was until callahan i i blame callahan i don't blame joe daly you mean in
3: in in joe daly speak billy c
2: right that's right billy C. Yeah. <laughs> billy c but he's a coach now and uh if he came back to nebraska i'd welcome in i'd welcome him in with uh open arms brian uh welcome to the honda of lincoln hotline hi brian
4: hey guys uh just uh uh, observation on the, all the changes the past day, and that wanted to get your take as well, but this is sort of my view of what the comments I heard Frost say today and the changes. And The first thing I'd just uh, reflect on is the special teams, and I do hope uh, Frost does hire a full-time coach because, you know, we've talked about the offense and Martinez mistakes. Special teams have killed these guys the past four years. And I really hope he gets a full-time person to, to uh, address that. Uh, and by his comments today, I'm sort of confident, but sort of not. And I hope he does change uh, change and goes with the full-time coordinator. The other thing I would say is I'm going to be really interested. We're, we're all talking about next year. we still got two games. See how this team responds over the next two games because you don't want – a bad feeling is, uh, or less than a bad feeling uh, from the player standpoint going over to next year, just pulling out one win, I think could be huge uh, going into next year. And finally, I would just say is, uh, you know, we don't know what this roster is going to look like. The transfer portal changed the game and this is going to be the biggest recruiting year with respect to the portal. Uh, and just call me Captain Obvious of the Frost area. He has got to get some wins in the portal to shore up the guys who are leaving, like Doman and others, and that's going to be critical to set us up for next year. Anyway, those are my thoughts.
2: Thanks, Brian. On the special teams thing, it kind of sounded like he said today, Mike Dawson's doing a good job. Anytime you say that about somebody, uh, and he didn't follow it with, but I don't want to put too much on his plate, so I'm going to go get a special teams coordinator. He didn't say that. He feels like maybe he's sticking with the theory that he's had before—that it's not the special teams; it's the special specialists, the guys that are trying to perform uh, in the kicking duties. Mostly, Uh, I think that is what he's saying.
3: And you've said it before, and I've had a hard time wrapping my head around that a a head coach would do this, but that maybe he came into Lincoln and didn't kind of had the special teams as. In the backdrop. Not really mm-hmm. thought about it. He thought his offense was going to score yeah. enough. He trusted in they're his They're going to have defense. to
2: adjust to us. We don't need a kicker.
3: Right. Um, and I thought that was kind of silly and nobody would ever think that. But you hear that. I just don't understand where they're getting this. I mean, I, 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 I do understand the coverage units getting better. But again, that's one element of special teams. The the blocking for the kicking has been awful. Maybe it's getting better, but it's been awful throughout the year. Yeah. And this is a four year problem with a band aid stuck on one year where Connor Colp was able to hit a few field goals. There But, I mean, so you need somebody that can't not just run the drills. Make your kickers better. I don't know, you know, however that Um, is. Make your punters better. Make them more consistent. Have somebody that can get some sort of kick return, punt return unit put together instead of completely giving up on it. I just, I couldn't disagree more uh, with their assessment. I think they need a full-time special teams coordinator. And I think that I just thought that it was dire enough and obvious enough that, that mm. it would be where we are. And it, you know That mm. would be part of the big changes moving forward. But apparently that's, that's not high on the list. And, and I can understand there's a lot of other things to think about, but this has nearly cost you your job, and, and it could cost you the job in the future if you d- don't address it. Maybe
2: he's thinking this, that Mike Dawson has done okay in his first year as special teams coordinator. He'll only improve in year number two. We'll get better specialists so it won't look bad. Uh, as bad as it has. We'll get guys from the portal that are really good. And man, I need all four of those dudes to help me out. If I'm really going to become a CEO of this program, I need four more dudes that really take the reins on the offensive side. Uh, so I can, you know, spend more time with boosters and go hunting. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that out of context. I'm said, sure what said. I, I, it's what he said, but not really in that context. Uh, but you know what I mean? Uh, that, If he's really going to do what Trev wants him to do, to be a CEO, then he needs that offensive staff
3: complete to take the reins so he can do more stuff outside the program. But it's I just I, – I don't understand the love of the idea of the CEO thing. I And Schaefer said it this morning. I just don't – I haven't seen a whole lot that would, it would tell me that's the path, that's the way to go. I understand if you have a special teams coordinator, you have to cut another position, a full-time special teams coordinator. That would probably require Scott Frost to coach the quarterbacks. Uh, and he said he'd like to do it, but right now they're kind of focusing on the CEO thing. To me, it's more important to get a special teams coordinator for Scott Frost to be a CEO. I understand that's kind of the vision, the idea yeah. of this rebuild, but it doesn't, it doesn't have any meat behind it in my mind. Yeah. It's, it's more just like, well, your offense isn't working. We'll give you something to do. You can shake hands and, and, and all that stuff, and we'll hire all these other guys. Well, one of the biggest hires to me is a special teams coordinator. The offense, for oh. how bad it's been in firing four coaches, isn't awful. It just doesn't execute at the right times. The defense is, is getting better. The special teams is god-awful bad. I don't understand how that's not one of the first uh, things you
2: address. Uh, I, don't, I don't get his analysis of it either. I'm just trying to get into his head as far as his thinking is concerned, and uh, none of it makes sense to me. Uh, because we see the product. We see it. And it has gotten better, but it's only gotten from disastrous to just bad. Or sometimes terrible. Uh, I mean, that's not, that's not improvement. I, I if, if he's trying to make the argument that the coverage has been better, I agree. If he's trying to make the argument that uh, Brandon Frankie, Frankie has been better on the kickoffs, I agree. Uh, there haven't been a lot of kicks returned. They're kicking them through the end zone. Sometimes they have good punts. Um, sometimes <laughs> they have 13-yard punts. Sometimes yeah. they have a punt that goes in the complete wrong direction. They miss field goals more than any other team in the country. Uh, so they're not good. I mean, there's no way you can make the argument that it's just the specialists. I I guess you're trying, uh, but I don't see it. Jason, uh, welcome in on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Hi.
1: Hey, guys. You know, I kind of think you're right, Jake. Uh, I don't know about what, what he's – I think you're right with uh, emphasizing the special teams. You know, they really could and should. I don't see why that's kind of a blind spot right now for the team, but for, for us in this rebuild, but – He's gonna be the CEO no matter what, you know. So I get what he's saying. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they've got a million people. They got assistants. They've got graduate assistants. They've got people in the athletic department. They got analysts. They got student managers. They got. I mean, there are. There's sports nutrition. There's physical therapy. There's medical. I mean, I get Scott is, is uh, you know, stretched thin, guys. You know, and I, I'm sure that's a lot. I'm sure it's an awful lot more than I can imagine. But that's just part of the job. You know, I think I would have been a little happier if he would have said, you know what, instead of four million, I'm gonna, I'm gonna self self sanction myself down to two million. You know, I mean, he was making five. Him and Trev, you know, hammered out four. You know, I'm sure Trev was like, you got to work with me here. You know, uh, Frosty.
3: Yeah, I think, I think the buyout's done been the more And then really
1: went out and said, all right, this is a two to three year plan. We're going to spend some major bucks on, on uh, getting this right. And, you know, he's already made plenty of money $5 million a year. And, uh, I mean, they give him free cars and everything. He's got access to a private jet, you know, if he wants to fly somewhere with his family, you know. So he's doing just fine. Yeah. He could be paid one hundred fifty thousand and be fine for the rest of his life, and then his kids' his life,
2: and yeah.
1: so anyway. Yeah. Thanks, guys, for sure. Thank, thanks, so.
2: Jason. Take another quick call there from James. Hi, James. How are you? There he is. I think James is there yeah. now. James Hi, James. You there? Yeah. Yeah, no, Okay.
4: I don't think you need a new special team coach. I think Dawson's probably doing fine, lining the guys up, whatever. I think you need a specialist coach. Uh, maybe get a hold of uh, Drew Brown, Chris Brown, Alex Henry, uh, some of these former punters. Um, they've been in uh, been in the pros. They, uh, you know, kicked out Memorial Stadium. And, you know, probably not at the Big Ten Stadiums, but, uh, you know, I would say start there. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Appreciate it, James. It, it surprises me a little bit that former specialists don't become special teams coordinators very often. It's usually a linebacker coach yeah, or something along those lines or a head coach. Uh, but yeah, I wonder why more specialists aren't special teams. I mean, because you don't think of kickers as being good athletes. And so uh, running down on kicks and making tackles is not their specialty. So maybe it would be awkward. Uh, but they could certainly help the specialist part. But that's, that's a rarity. In fact, I, I, I've never heard of a punter or a kicker being a special teams coach.
3: Yeah, I, I haven't seen that too much either. Uh, Shannon Lincoln makes a point off the text line that, that he says you are way overestimating how much a special teams coordinator does. Good special teams comes from how much it's prioritized, not hiring a smarter coach than other teams. And I think that that's that's ma- that's partially true, but the, yeah. the problem is 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 in either way, it's not being prioritized. How you know you're prioritizing special teams is if you have a full time special teams coach. Yeah. You know, Coach Dawson is coaching often. You know, uh, the outside linebackers. Yeah. And how much how much does he get to prioritize special teams himself within his within his own job man. duties so i mean i i understand what you're saying and I, and i and I, I agree with it but uh there's no it's it's not it's it's just so bad it's been so man, bad man. in the frost era not just this year in the entire frost era that i just think that uh, it wouldn't hurt to have a full-time guy in there
2: again i think it's one of the ways you can build a roster if you're going to have all these walk-ons on the you know, on the roster, and it's a way for them to break in, but it's a way for any freshman joining the team to get on the field.
3: Yeah. But. It shouldn't just be prioritized, like celebrated yeah. and like, yeah. yeah, this is your future. These are the guys. I, and I always go back to like the, uh. the Ricky Thinarsis, the Eric Martins, when Brandon they were going Brandon, right. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon was, when was those my favorite. guys. Brandon, Argoni was awesome. But it's that mix of like walk-on stories of a guy that probably yeah. won't make the, the, yeah. the full team, but he's going to give it his all. Yeah. And he's going to go out there and be just ferocious on special teams. Or it Andy is Janovich. That's how we got yeah. in the NFL, but the, like the Eric Martins and the Ricky Thinarsis you yeah. knew as freshmen, Okay, we they might not be yeah. ready for the playbook, but throw them in there. These guys Damn. are beasts. Yeah. Where has that been over the last several years?
2: I, I remember Bill Callahan talking about Brandon Rigoni. And he goes, that Brandon Rigoni, I love that guy. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he didn't do anything, literally, except for special teams. But he was good. He was a wedge buster, and oh, he yeah. would make great tackles. Uh, but Bill, Bill Callahan would prove that he lo- tried to prove that he loved the walk-on program. Brandon Vergoni. That proves I love the walk-on <laughs> program, right there.
3: Was it the Denver coach when uh, when he was in Denver that said, "Man, if I had eleven Andy Janoviches, <laughs> right?" That's still we gotta get that. We gotta play that. That's a great. That's quote, that's yeah.
2: still in the system somewhere. We'll we'll play that at some point. Uh, Randy uh, Andy's still playing in the NFL. Yeah, he's uh, the Browns
1: now. That's
2: right. Uh, let's get to break and finish out with the pregame. We'll do it to end the show next.
1: You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch.